for it to start recording here. Welcome, welcome to Bon Jovi Discussions. Uh, this is our last album discussion. We've been doing these album uh, discussions for the last year or so, and it's finally the last one. We've done solo albums, we've done uh, live albums, we've done compilations, we've done the actual albums that we all love. So this is my uh, last one, and then after this, obviously, we'll go back into the regular discussions where I have my other, you know, Bon Jovi friends where we talk about whatever, uh, special guests, and uh, it'll be fun. But this is our last album discussion. So today, I have my buddy Kevin, and we are going to talk about the 2010 greatest hits. How you doing, buddy? I am doing good. I was just trying to match that. Hold on a sec. Look at that. I'm actually like in the process. I, I never owned that album, but I'm also in the process of getting rid of all of my physical media just so yeah. our shows on this run and, uh, you know, next year's upcoming run that was just announced today. Uh -huh. See, that's yeah. Ecos in the interview. So I've never seen the inside of it. Show me again. Okay. We'll get into that when we do the photography portion. Okay. So there's two additions to this. So a fan like you, a fan like me, you can't get that. Well, I have the standard edition too, just because of my collection. But you got to get the ultimate collection, which has two discs. Yeah. So the first disc has, you know, the hits. The second disc has. So the first disc is the standard edition. So that's on here. Then the the bonus disc are, are uh, songs that were hits, but deeper hits that the fans loved like uh in these arms saturday night butter roses lost highway keep the faith and, and so on keep the faith actually should have been on the first disc but hey who cares it was on crossroads technically so yeah and so and then the, there's four new songs on here that two are on the standard and two are on the ultimate collection so but so yeah so let's go we'll go and uh overview real quick uh this was the band's second greatest hits technically their fourth compilation album. Uh, it was released on October 29th, 2010. Uh, it was used to kind of promote uh, the upcoming 2011 tour. Uh, the cover is pretty cool. It has the gold heart and dagger. I think this is actually the first time that we saw the gold heart and dagger. Oh. Yeah, because prior to that was you know, obviously always the red, you know, standard. And so this is the first, you know, just like your hat, you know, 2010 and after they've used the traditional and they've also used the gold which is pretty cool so we'll go into the photography uh into it i think the photography of the album was pretty cool uh you know they had like albums you know pictures like this that, that picture looks very familiar oh yeah because that, that's yeah. the screensaver that's the screensaver on my work computer yeah that's and I mean. um you know this one I, this was one of my favorite photos from that era that's a cool photo, yes. And then the the booklet itself, you know, it kind of had like a lot of vintage photos. Like this is from, you know, Crush. Oh, nice. um, you know, this 2010 at one of the stadium shows. Let me see. Let me see that picture. Doing yeah, that's right. Stadium. Not life. And then I believe this is at MetLife too. Some yeah. photos from 2010. So here are some other uh, vintage, you know, this is from These Days, uh, okay. Life, These Days era with Richie playing guitar, uh, 95, and there's Tico in 90, a lot of 95 photos in here, uh, Keep the Faith of David Bryan there, Keep the Faith okay. tour. 
And then to that, this was at the London O2, I believe, when they were on the rooftop. That's nice. But yeah, so the, so the photography was pretty cool on this album. You know, and the tour in 2011, when they were promoting this, uh, uh, well, in 2010 and 2011, they were promoting this. You know, a lot of the shirts and stuff, the posters, and a lot of cool photography. Uh, another thing that we got um, from this album was the DVD. Ah, of all yeah. the music videos. And I'll tell you what, I remember when they announced this, I was so excited to have another, because the only other music video compilation that they did was Crossroad. And then, you know, like if Crush Tour had the Crush uh, music videos, the Bounce, QVC had the Bounce, and uh, Have a Nice Day had Have a Nice Day and Welcome, and who says. But so when they announced this, I was so excited. This is kind of before media kind of was thrown away. But they had more music videos of the greatest hits what made me mad was that they are advertising rare uh live performances so i was like oh my gosh what, what are they gonna do and stuff and you know what they did they put on stuff that we already had like uh they did a lot of the 2008 madison square garden uh videos uh they had some of the crush tour video like i'll be there for you from the crush tour uh, you know fans like you and me who would buy okay. this already have all those dvds i was hoping that they actually meant something from you know from previous tours that we've never seen and you know so so that was my little pet peeve with, but i still love it you know it has a has the music videos and it also has live performances yeah from uh each one yeah so yeah so so what's your kind of overview of this album well this was the first record that i was actually a fan during because i became a fan i would say in I would say maybe April of 2010, March, spring of 2010. So we're coming on the, you know, 12 year anniversary of me being a fan. And uh, yeah, long, it, long time coming. Um, but, you know, like these four songs were, you know, the first new material I had heard from the band. So I had heard What Do You Got, because um, that was the first single. But I really, you know, overplayed the crap out of songs like No Apologies and um, The More Things Change. And, um, you know, I remember I, um, you know, I, I would used to go to judo practice and, you know, my dad would drive me and the whole entire time, the first two songs, always The More Things Change and No Apologies. So that's yeah. my memory of those two songs. And, you know, when I saw them the first night at the garden, I got both those songs played, and I was so happy. I was, like, over the moon. Yeah. Um, so if you had to pick out of the four new songs, which one would be your favorite? No apologies, easily. No apologies. There might be more things change. Ah, yes. Great song. And two more things that I want to add is there's also a Target edition, which I should have brought up. But um, uh, the Target edition, which is pretty cool, it has – if I'm not mistaken, I, I should have brought it up to do this, but um, it has uh, a live version of Diamond Ring, Born to Follow from New Netherlands, and I think oh. also it also features uh, This Is Our House, which we'll talk about, because it didn't make the actual uh, standard or ultimate collection edition. But, uh, you know, another thing, too, you know, like my experience, you know, I was already a fan for 10 years at that time, when this came out, 10 years. And uh, so I was kind of excited, you know, the pro... I, the circle and the greatest hits promo was was so good. You know, I remember there was a lot of TV performances. And this is you know VCR days too, so I have them all recorded. 
you know, like live on Letterman and, and just all these different award ceremonies. And, you know, they played What Do You Got so many times, which was I never got sick of. But the promo was really fun. And it was kind of, you know, a lot of live, live streaming was kind of coming into uh, into um, the picture. Spy Theater. Yep, that show was so freaking good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, you know, I know people have watched my uh, album discussions before and, you know, we go through each track. Obviously, there's no reason for us to do every single song here because, you know, like Living Our Parent, Bad Name, I did on Super and White. So what we're going to do is just kind of talk about the news, the five new songs. Okay. From the so the first one is What Do You Got? And it was written by John Ritchie and Brett James. It was the first single, like you mentioned earlier, on August 27th, 2010. That's when it... Now... It's funny because I remember the song premiered on the band's website and on radio. It didn't go on to iTunes until I think in September. So oh. I had, you know, before iPhone days, I recorded it near the speaker on my phone. And so I could listen to it all day, <laughs> all day long. Um, but yeah, so this was the first single. It was recorded in California, I think at Bay 7 Studios, if I'm not mistaken. It was, it was actually... Wow. It, it was written during the circle period and didn't make the circle. And for this as a first single, John actually wanted no apologies as the first single for this album. And the record company persuaded him to do What Do You Got? And uh, that's how it... How it uh, I think No Apologies would have been the better single. You think? I don't know. It, it was a single, uh, but I don't think it got... Um, as much airplay and attention as what do you got did uh but you know i i do wonder if it was actually the first thing because they did a, a ton of promo with this album and what do you got was always played so benny what's what's kind of like your overview of the song what do you think of it you know for me um that, that it was okay but it's never done much for me um i've always related to a song like no apologies, but you know when it comes to what do you got specifically, I like the message of the song. I think it's it's a good song. You know, it's better. It was better than the stuff that was playing on the radio at the time. Mm -hmm. the song from that year that came out, but you know, at, it, it's true. Like if you don't have people in your life that you can count on, it doesn't even have to be a romantic partner. It could be just friendship, kind of like what me and you have. What's the point? What's the point of it? So I, it's it's a I get it's a more relatable message. That it's something that everybody you know can relate to and be like, yes, I can get behind that. Yeah, you know, it's all about the aesthetics of love. You know, it, like you said, different relationships and oh, yeah. the most important thing that we have in life is love and, and each other. And you know, and like just kind of like the music video, you know, project. You know, the music video is about this these two celebrities that are husband and wife, and they're they're famous for being with each other. I don't know what they're famous, but they're, um, they show that, you know, they're in the spotlight and they're happy and they're showing their smiles and stuff. But when they get into like the car together at home, they're not talking to each other. And, you know, so you can have all the things that you want in life, but if you don't have anyone to share those experiences with, or, you know, what's the point of having all that? You know, it's, it's like the line, a rich man or poor man upon our king, you can, uh, live on the streets you can rule the whole world but it don't mean one damn thing you know so it doesn't matter what your status is as a person if you don't have anybody what's the point 
you know, I, I, it's been a minute since I listened to that song in particular, but, you know, it's almost like when, when you're a younger person, you're just almost like singing the words, you're not understanding the meaning of it. You under, you, you know that, you know it, but you don't get it. Yeah. Um, because you haven't really experienced it. And um, you know, I don't want to get into my personal life here, but you know, you, you know the situation a lot more. Um, but, you know, like, I, I, I've kind of understood the point of that song a lot more in recent years. And also the melody of that song is great. Um, has like that, like, it doesn't need to, it's, it's a ballad, like, I, but the riff is still memorable. It's like that. It's, it's great. Um, it's a great melody. And um, it's 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 a shame it's not being played live anymore. It it really is. It got played, I mean, quite a bit on that, you know. Oh yeah. 2010, 2011, but you know, two things that really stand out for me with this song is I love the you know the guitar into the dun dun, dun you know like you said, and the, bri the bridge if you ain't got love, you know. What's it called? Um, slide the slide. The slide. Yeah. Yes. Well, Richie. When he done the solo, yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, back, back to the music video, too. I remember, oh, well, I think it was Sony that was, like, sponsoring the video and stuff. And it was, like, Sony everywhere. I don't remember that. Yeah, I think it was, uh, it was some kind of brand company. I, I believe it was Sony, though. But uh, let's go to the next one, uh, no, no Apologies. And I know this one's your favorite. It was written by John and Richie. And it was the second single in February 24, 2011. And it didn't get as much spotlight. I don't think it was really on the I, I mean, I barely heard it on the radio, but it was the second single, you know, to promote uh, the album. It was kind of used to also promote the tour a little more because they were kind of getting heavier into the 2011 tour. Um, you know, I think the whole meaning of this is just the kind of like looking at, your father your grandfather you know your, your people before you you're not necessarily just family but seeing that generation not want to live what their parents did or what society did prior to you know it's kind of like making a change and you're not having any apologies for it taking a chance and pushing your luck un unapologetically and and facing those hard times and pushing through you know that's that's you know, so what's your what's your overview of this song? I know it's your favorite, so. I've always liked, um, so from a melody perspective, um, you know, obviously for me, the lyrics are way more important than the melody. Um, because the way I listen to music, it's kind of weird. Like, I kind of picture as if it's me singing the song, and I try to connect it to my life. And normally, if I, can, if I can't connect it, I would say about 80 to 85% of the time, I'm not a fan of the song. There, there are like certain bands like Maiden. You can't Iron Maiden, for example. You can't really relate to because their lyrics are all about history, but the songs are great. So yeah. that's like only the exception. But normally, you know, for any other band, um, that's kind of how I listen to the song. And you know, I was always a kid that was a bit different than anybody else. Than you know, everybody else. You know, I was a big Bon Jovi fan, and you know, I guess you know, as a 14, 15 year old kid. Um, maybe liking Bon Jovi wasn't the most hip thing in the world. And that was the only thing that I really talked about. And that was the only thing that was on my mind 
you know, Bon Jovi and writing music and playing music. And not a lot of people related to that. And um, it was really hard for me to make friends. And that was one of the songs, I think, for me that really kind of gave me that confidence, you know, in throughout those years, which was, you know, this is who I am. And, you know, even still to this day and age, you know, I, I, I do feel like the black sheep sometimes. But that's me at the end of the day. That's me. I'm not going to apologize for it because I have, I have nothing to apologize for. I'm not doing anything bad. I'm not doing anything wrong. And um, that song is kind of that's that, that's like the beauty of that song for me at least, um, because I can't tell you how many fights I've gotten into with my parents, because as you know, I'm doing the Bon Jovi tour, right? Mm-hmm. I'm doing like nine or 10 shows, I think. And everyone's like, oh, you're wasting money. And just kind of like making like those little snarky remarks, because let's be honest, I, I would say it's like, they're like, damn, I wish I did that when I was a kid. So it's kind of like projecting that and saying that I'm irresponsible for that, right? Right. So, um, my charger. Sorry, my. Sorry, uh, my. Um, there we go. So yeah. Yep. So that's 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 what that song is for me. It's almost like, hey, no, no apologies. Yeah. So that's, that's, a, great that's a great song. It's a great way to interpret. It. And you know what? Just because people at your school, when you were when you were in school, or your parents, or just because they don't get it, that's why. That's why you know social media is so great because. You know the, the bond that you and I have. You know we get each other. Exactly. Thousands and thousands of other fans on Twitter and the fan club and and so, you know every all the other fans that are diehard. We get each other, and that's the that's the beautiful thing about being able to connect with people from all around the world. We get each other, and we all, you know, my friends, my colleagues, even my wife, don't get it. You know, but we get each other, you know, so never feel like you're alone in this and in, in, in being such a big thing because you're not because we get each other. Obviously, obviously. But, you know, you know, 20, 25, almost 26 year old Kevin gets that 14 or 15 year old Kevin did not get that. Yeah, so that's what that, that that's the gap. That's the yeah. gap. Really. Um, so, yeah. What was your uh, experience with that song? Uh, I, I enjoyed it. It wasn't one of my favorite favorites uh but every time i hear no apologies what because so i did a ton of vips uh for every show that i did in 2010 2011 and even i even 13 in this house was the same thing every because you know you do a backstage tour and then you'd go into like this room and have food and 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 stuff like then you hang out with other fans have contests but but they would play this song (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like 20 times really hours of you being in that room so every so i always just think of this song that all the oh. vips that i've done because of that song or hearing that song so it takes me back to that but uh i i, I enjoy it you know um i thought the music video was fun had a fun live performance i was surprised it barely got played live it got played a few times especially just to record the for the music video my favorite lyric of the song is the second verse you want to start a personal revolution but just think about living someone else's life you can lie about retribution but there ain't no fire in your lover's eyes you know and so on i love that and just the way that john delivers that song and you know one last thing i really love about it two, well two things 
is the band's backing vocals with the no apologies and then, uh, and especially like the way they leave it with the boom boom no apologies then it goes in the chorus the solo is probably the best solo out of the four new songs i love richie's solo on, on it i agree it has that power in it yeah um, and also when it comes to the verses as well typically in song structure you'll always find that the second verse is always better than the first because the first one kind of sets the stage right yeah and get the chorus which is basically kind of like the answer to the verse and then in the second verse it, it's kind of almost like raising the stakes and you can do that through the lyrics you can do that vocally as well and that's why the second verse is usually the best um but my favorite lyric is um you want to start a personal revolution what else you're going to do tonight mm -hmm. i love that line yeah um let's go to the next one the next one is uh this is love this is life written by john ritchie and john shanks this was also written during the circle period and it didn't make the album and at that time it was called this ain't love this is life and then when it was to be brought into the greatest hits john kind of rewrote it to be what we know it as you know this is love this is life uh i i think the whole meaning to this song is you know it's pretty much being down to nothing and on your last break and you know like that line there's what's left of me is no prince charming um you know that life has kind of made you ugly um and you don't have anything else to believe in and that but I also think it has some optimism to it that um, love will pull you through, you know, facing hard times, you know, as, as a couple uh, and a, and those hard times affecting your relationship. And I think that really clarifies that in the second verse. Makes sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, this song never really did anything. Um, it's um, it's probably probably my least favorite song. Um, that record, um, I think it should have been swapped for This Is Our House. Um, yeah. This House is a lot better song, uh, is, is a lot is a lot better of a song, rather. And, um, you know, um, I, 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 it works as a filler song. But for me, that song in particular, um, I get the meaning behind it. I just don't like it. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, I remember when it was backstage with John Bon Jovi, and we had the forums. And I remember when this uh, came out. That was this was actually one of the least favorite songs out of the whole fandom. Um, me personally, I, I I like it. Um, I, when this tour started, I was I was sad to see that because I didn't do any shows until like I think 10, 12 shows in, and I was like, oh my, they're not playing "This Is Love" anywhere. And so my first show of the 2011 tour was pittsburgh they the only time that they've ever played it too was pittsburgh and so i was like like what a coincidence that, yeah and so they performed it in pittsburgh only time it was i i was really good live i think if you more people saw it live i think they'd appreciate it more um my favorite, live. I, what's that anything that they do is good live exactly my favorite lyric is these days it seems like there's three sides to every story there's yours mine and lately there's the cold hard truth i really like that and it's true you know we all have I second I like that i like that a lot too 
Yeah. All right, we'll go to the fourth one. What's it called? Uh, let's uh, let's uh, let's do uh, this is our house then end with the more things change. I think that's gonna flow a lot better. We could well I, I want to kind of keep it with you know the four, then this house. Okay. This is our house. So more things change is written by John and Richie. And this is my personal favorite out of the out of the four or five. Um, it was really fun uh, to see live. Especially yep. when John added the whole bit that, you know, I'm not Justin Bieber, Justin Timberlake. Before there was Lady Gaga, there was Madonna. And then they'd be like, the only band that you need to see is standing right here. And then they'd go into the final. I love that. It, it, the crowd really enjoyed that song live. And it's a shame that they kind of, they did it a few times on 2013, but after that, they stopped. Uh, do you see it? Yeah. 100% true. Um, you know, that was my favorite song to watch live on that tour, um, simply because it's 100% true. Yeah, you know, Bon Jovi have, you know, they had their ups and downs, right? They've, but still on their downs, they still, they've still been very successful. Yeah. Um, especially when you compare it to the current metrics. Um, you know, they're, they're one of the last few rock bands that are standing, if you really think about it. So, you know, you have all these bands, artists retiring right now. And what they're leaving behind, you know, is a legacy of not so stellar artists. That's is specifically in the rock world, right? Like, so for example, um, you know, these guys, you know, Bon Jovi, Aerosmith, U2, all of these great rock bands, right? Eventually, yeah. you know, within 10 years, Hopefully longer for Bon Jovi, obviously, but uh, you know a lot of these rock bands aren't going to be around anymore. Yeah, you know, and, and I think a lot of it, you know, the whole meaning with, with this is too is that. Sorry, sorry. I think it's like a, a continuation. Hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's all right. You know, you gotta edit this. I'll go into what I was going to say. Kind of like a continuation of what kind of what everything comes in full circle. It comes and goes, but it comes back. So, like, I use the term boy bands. You know, back in the 70s, you had what Cole and the Gang or whatever. 80s, you had New Kids on the Block. 90s, you had Backstreet and NSYNC. 2000s, you had One Direction. And then now you have those, all of those Asian guys. Uh, BTS. BTS, you know, so, you know, and then, you know, like the live thing that he did, you know, before there was a Gaga, there was Madonna, you know, so like kind of like replicating what was before and, and stuff like that. And I also think he kind of gives a nod to things today kind of suck. You know, I also think that the song is also about, you know, kind of like a little anger towards the music industry, too. You know, yeah. well, I know at the time he was talking a lot about Steve Jobs and how he ruined the music industry. Mm-hmm. Inspired by that, which I, I don't think he did. I think you know I love the fact that any any music any like any song I want basically is accessible on my phone right here. Yeah, I love that. That is amazing. Um, yeah. Back in the day, you'd have to go into the record store 
and you know spend money on that physical media you'd have to pop it into your cd slot in your computer and that's it yeah wait for it to load and then you had to go to the track and yeah you know i, I grew up with it so i enjoy, but like you said i like having everything at the tip you know before the whole meet i, I had tons of cds from like duff leopard poison crew the only physical CDs that I have now are all of Bon Jovi's, you know, special editions and all blah, blah, blah. And then Taylor Swift. That's it. That's all I have, you know, because it, 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 it doesn't take up space, you know, because you have all your songs at the tip of your uh, finger. And quality's better on a CD, but, you know, you got it's either quality or convenience. Exactly, and you know, even in cars, like my 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 new Jeep that I got a year ago, doesn't have a CD. Any new vehicle that you get right now does not have a CD player. You know, you Bluetooth it. Um, mm. So yeah, so you know, and I really love how John delivers the verses. You know, like, uh, is it just me or does anybody? Have, you know, I really my favorite lyric too is that the market keeps on crashing. Um, instead of yeah. records it's mp3s mp3s yeah, exactly uh, the band's background vocals too you know the more things change the more, you know in the intro and then in the uh bridge was pretty cool cool and then richie's guitar. i don't know what it was, but richie had some incredible guitar solos in all these new songs you know uh so do you have a favorite lyric or anything else for this song um Here, um, the bridge. Here comes the na 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 na. These days, say the shovel. Here come the rappers, the dancers, the remix drum machine. This one is for the CEOs and record companies. But if you're waiting on a happy ending, we're gonna hit the hook one more time. It's great. Yeah. Like literally talks about the. It makes fun of the structure of a song, yeah. uh, a typical pop song, and it's kind of like a big. Um, can I curse or no? Uh, yeah, don't don't curse. It's kind of like a big fu. Yeah. To uh, it's like a big, you know, to the yeah. to the to the whole music industry, and I like that. And you know, I I think the whole music industry has gotten a lot worse too since twelve years ago. So like 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 that stupid uh, WAP song by who's that Nicki or Cardi B or some some rapper. Oh my god! If John was to write this song today, I wonder how much different this song would be, you know, because I know it would probably target because that's that's what songs are out now. It has, has no substance, no meaning. It's so stupid. It's just vulgarity for the sake of being vulgar. Yeah, it, it's catchy to people. And I think that WAP song is like the biggest selling single of last year. How stupid. You know, I won't get into the whole thing, but how stupid, you know, I, you know, you and me, we like we like songs with meaning behind it, good substance, and it's mature. Queen, let me tell you how I got this ring. I mean, this one time, um, I, I was talking to this really pretty girl, and she's she's like driving through the Italian countryside. She's with her friends, right? And they're all singing that song. I'm just like, what a freaking loser. Yeah. All right, let's go to the next one, which I know you really want to talk about. Uh, this is our house. Uh, it was written by John Ritchie and Desmond Child. This was going to go on uh, the greatest hits, but then John took it off. And it actually got, the only reason it got airplay and it became a fan, fan favorite was they were using it for uh, the Super Bowl season. It was like a big sports anthem. 
And it became a hit with the fans. And I remember I even was tweeting and comments on the band's Facebook page like, hey, we got it. This song is incredible. And so they eventually did a new version of the greatest hits and included uh, This Is Our House. And they also used it as a uh, single to promote the tour, uh, the 2011 tour. So I remember that, yeah. they barely played it live except to make the video for it. But I remember before every show, they played this song on the on the sound system. And then so you knew it was almost time for the show. Um, yeah, so so I'll let you talk a little bit about it before I kind of go further. Yeah, yeah. So also, I forgot to mention, like, that song is played before every Rutgers game now. Is it? I, I didn't know that. Yeah, so, like, because it's, because um, their logo is, this is R, R, just like the Rutgers R, and then House. So this is R House, and then it's played. Oh, no, I didn't know that. That's cool. Wow. Yeah, it, it, it's, I wish they would have done this live a lot more because it, it really, ha you know, I think it also interprets the band like this is, you know, kind of like this house is not for sale, which was, you know, released later on. But, you know, this is, this is us. Never made that connection. Yeah. You know, but it's pretty much saying this is us. You know, like our house is the stadium, the, the arena or wherever they are and the band. And, you know, for sports, obviously, it was this is our team, this is, these are our fans, and this is our game, and, you know, stuff like that, so, um, yeah, and um, my favorite lyric is, are we going to raise a roof, oh yeah, are we going to touch the sky, hell yeah, you know, it, it's it's a fun song, the only thing that drives me a little nuts, and it, it doesn't drive me nuts, just, I wish I could, you know, how he kind of holds some of the most with the wee, you know, he just keeps going on, uh, you know, that's the only thing that I would change about the song. I, otherwise, I think it's... A, it's just he's extending the note. Yeah. Just to add emphasis to it. I like the chorus. I like the chorus more than the verses, definitely. Yeah, that yeah me too. It just, but it has just that whole rock and roll in-your-face punch uh, to it. And it had words on it, too, in the background as well. That ba 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 yeah it was just such a such a good song so oh, yeah do you have anything else you want to say about it nothing else perfect well buddy that wraps up uh you know don't hang up obviously we'll chat after this but uh thanks for coming on and you know being the last guest to talk about the last album to review and you know um like I said, you know, now I'm going to start getting into regular discussions and maybe I'll have you on to talk maybe about the April tour or whatever. So, yeah, but, uh, I'd love to because I'm traveling the tour for the majority of the tour. Um, and like I'll be doing like the play by plays because I remember on tour, it's like that's like the worst part. It's like not knowing what's being played. Mm -hmm. So I'll do I'll be doing play by plays for each show that I'm at. I'm yeah. doing like nine or ten of them out of the 15. Yeah, and I, yeah, I know we're hanging out in Milwaukee and uh, Nashville, so, but, uh, all right, buddy, thanks again for coming on. It was Thanks, good guys, for watching. All right, buddy. Also, make sure.